Welcome to the Relationship Review, a podcast hosted by me, Coco, and my mom, Edison. We are discussing the things that happen in our lives, in the world, and everything in between. We are on a journey to being our best selves, and we're glad that you're here. So let's get started. This is the Relationship Review. Alrighty, folks. This is not a political podcast. (laughs) (laughs) A person who is stumbling upon this podcast for the first time, hearing the last episode and probably this episode, might think, hmm, this is a mom and daughter who get together and chat about politics. (laughs) But really, that's not what. It's not. That's not what the this political is. review. That's the new name yes. of the podcast. So we're and yes, we're going to redo this podcast and have a new name. It's going to be called the Politics Review. We've we have a lot of new names for our mm-hmm. podcast. We've got to yes. settle on one. Well, today is October the. Ninth. I just knew it. <laughs> no, it's not the ninth. It's the eighth. It will be in a few minutes. Today is the 7th, because it's still Wednesday, technically. Okay. And actually, it's still Wednesday for us. So it's the 7th, um, and we've got a lot to talk about. There's been a lot that has happened in the world since we did our last episode. Because yeah. last week, we were talking about the presidential debate mm-hmm. between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And I feel like about 15 minutes after that debate was over um, and, you know, during the debate, Trump had gone out of his way to make fun of the fact that um, (laughs) Joe Biden wears a mask, a big old mask, the biggest mask anyone's ever seen. (laughs) Um, You know, he made fun of science Mm -hmm. just as, you know, a thing like it. (laughs) Questioning whether or not science is real. Science doesn't know. Um, <laughs> science and then doctors, medicine, just the whole. I mean, he just took took every opportunity to just be interesting <laughs> about facts and medicine. And, you know, things that we've been hearing doctors say about this virus and how it spreads since March, since we were First, getting real information about how to protect ourselves, how to stay COVID free. About 15 minutes after that debate was over, after they walked off the stage, um, there started to be reports about the aid, like a, like a, what do you call it? Like an advisor or an aide um, having the coronavirus. Oh. And then... 10 minutes after that, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm being, um, fluid with the timeline. I'm not <laughs> positive, but it felt like it was that, um, something close, you know, five or 10 seconds after that, um, <laughs> they were like, you know, mom, oh, minutes uh-huh. and seconds are very different. Are they? <laughs> I think so. I feel like we were just doing the last episode, like, you know, 25 minutes ago yesterday. Okay. So... <laughs> Then the next thing you know, we are getting the news that lo and behold, guess who has the coronavirus? It's me. I'm no. Joking. Don't 
Don't be funny. That's not funny at all. Take it back. I, I take it back. I Thank don't you. have. No, because we, we listen practice to the, the protocols. We have safety measures. We do all the things we're supposed to do. Um, and we are trying to stay safe because we choose life. <laughs> but not only Trump, but like him, his auntie and them, um, like who? his auntie and them. <laughs> like everybody over there they all got the rona and <laughs> uh it's not funny because it is a very serious i mean as we've seen like yeah we're not the numbers are no like the the numbers are for real because we believe in science mm-hmm. we believe in medicine we believe in doctors <laughs> we believe in technology i believe in science i believe in science so we're up to like, I think it's like 210 or 211,000 people who have just died. And that's only in the United States of America. Like the, the total number across the globe is treacherously higher than that. Yeah. Um, so it's real. It's super real. And it's, it's un, undescribable. Mm-hmm. how it felt to hear like the reports come out almost like I am exaggerating when I say minute by minute, but almost like one after the other mm-hmm. for them to be like, Oh, well there's a Trump aide. Oh, well now it's Trump. Oh, now it's Melania. Oh, now it's, um, you know, there's uh, or something. Huh? Did their children get it? I didn't hear anything. You know, that's interesting. Cause no one is mentioning their son. Baron. Baron. No one has said his name, like not once. I haven't heard it. Yeah, I I definitely feel like this is a wake-up call for a lot of people because a lot of people who are Republicans or who support Trump because y'all were listening to him saying that the coronavirus was a hoax. A hoax. It, it was wasn't. fake as serious as people were saying and now he has it because you were you know he wasn't following the proper guidelines he wasn't wearing a mask when he was supposed to and he's probably infected several people because who knows how long he's had it Mm -hmm. you know but also (laughs) he has been saying ridiculous things like um, that he's just fine mm-hmm. and that he, you know, doesn't have any symptoms. Then he's telling his doctors to say this stuff. What I don't understand is why the news keeps reporting that, oh, well, President Trump's doctors says that he's doing just fine. It's still against the law for his doctors, just like, you know, any of our doctors mm-hmm. to discuss what happens between doctor and patient. Yeah, that's confidential. So... What would make us think that his doctors would be telling us the truth? Yeah. It's not like they can come out and say, "Well, you know, he is obese. He's mm-hmm. he's Even fat." Even though that's what all the and, reporters are saying, <laughs> exactly. And he's you know seventy five, so it's a big issue. Um, his right lung is uh, filled to the brim, <laughs> and his left lung is collapsed. <laughs> and uh, it's a matter of days, folks. <laughs> he's got days to live. Like they're not gonna come out and say that. They're not going to tell us, you know, what's really going on. And 
I think they've fudged the truth about his health in the past, but you know, whatever. Um, I mean, hopefully everybody will be fine because the worst scenario is that no one was taking it seriously and then they all get impacted in the worst way by this virus. Um, you know, learning a lesson is one thing, but you don't have to learn it, hopefully, in the way that it's not you that's learning the lesson because your family's having to make funeral arrangements. Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, no one has to go that far. But this isn't just about him. It's literally about the millions of people that he's influenced mm-hmm. and is still influencing by not taking it seriously and it's not just him it's like plenty of people who are like in his cabinet and they're just making light of everything it's kind of scary it's ridiculous how nonchalant he's being about this like Mm -hmm. just because you're asymptomatic or you're only showing a couple of symptoms doesn't mean that other people aren't suffering yeah and then he's like purposely exposing the white house staff secret service everybody like people with families that they care about and people with lives that they would like to continue to live. Um, it it's concerning to me. I feel like he's being kind of babyish, a little selfish like that. There's no reason for him to be like, well, this and that, and also this, and just avoid talking about the things that are important. Mm -hmm. That's just not responsible. That's not a responsible thing to do. Yeah. For any person. Mm-hmm. much less a president. So what I would like to see, what I would like to have seen, this was a perfect example of an opportunity that he missed. This was an opportunity for him to say, you know what? I should have been taking this more seriously. Mm-hmm. I have it now. Definitely. You should be listening. Definitely wear a mask, like do what you can to distance. I'm going to take my health seriously. You know why? Cause I have like a young son at home. Mm-hmm. Or I have grandchildren or I have this whole staff of people who really don't have a choice about, you know, whether or not they can be around me or whatever. If I choose to go in, like they can't just be like, dude, peace out. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's the president of the United States. So but I would have <laughs> liked to see that level of maturity. Yeah. But I mean, it's been four years and he hasn't really, really? gotten any more mature. So no. why would he get mature well, now? Well, there's a point. <laughs> so I moving, mean, people don't change, really. Well, yeah. they can try, but really, people don't change. Yeah, he he feels like the energy he gives off is a pretty um, set in my ways kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, moving along, um, our state is open. I think we were one of the last states to hold off on being. Um, back open we're open like in phase three yes of our we're like public places are only allowed to be at 33 percent capacity guess what yes i passed by the movie theater tonight is it there were a lot of cars out there Mm. i just feel like they're showing coronavirus um, <laughs> right now in theater one, like I, I just can't what, imagine going in there. Right I, now. I'm just kind of imagining like lines outside the movie theaters, like Trader Joe's. Yes. <laughs> People are just lined up to go see that. If they're taking it that 
seriously. Like mm-hmm. Trader Joe's, they're taking it seriously. Like we've already talked about this. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if these other businesses are going to put like that level of planning and thought into, you know, making sure that people are safe. They're just trying to recoup <laughs> six months worth of monies, mm-hmm. which I can understand. I mean, businesses have taken quite a hit being closed for so long and they can only open to like 30% capacity right now at max. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people like us who are not going to be rushing to get back into these places. Um, especially because what season is it? Corona so. fluenza. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm yeah. just going to, so we're going to watch and see how that all goes, but I do wish everyone the best. I mean, the, the hope is that people really can be responsible and wear masks and do all the right things. But we know that it's not true because every time I step outside the house, I'm seeing people who do not wear masks, who mm-hmm. do not give you distance, who do not like if they have a mask on, they have it down under their chin. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people just aren't taking it seriously. So And with the schools as well i think they're trying to do their best to like make sure everybody is distanced make sure that it's safe i know that my band teacher he went over what was going to happen when schools reopen Mm because that's happening next week yes um but i feel like this is kind of unfair for a lot of kids because there are going to be you know several kids who are enrolled in band and for them to be able to participate, um, our band teacher was told that everyone had to be 12 feet apart on all sides, which means... all Okay. Well, I mean... Oh, 12 feet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means that he can fit a... Ma- he can fit six to eight kids in his, in his uh, band room yeah. at once. Okay. And that's not including the percussionists. Yeah. Um... And not only that, but everyone has to wear masks that are like specific for band playing, I guess. How? I don't know. And it won't matter because you're like anyone who plays a woodwind or, you know, a horn, you're pushing a lot of air into those instruments. So are you supposed to put a mask over the end of the instrument? Yeah, there's, um, there's, um, like covers for Uh, it. So it's like, like a little filter. It's kind of like a mute, but it's Mm. not really, it just is like a dampener. So um, not as much of the What about flutes stuff. though? Flutes? I'm not sure. Yeah. He was really only talking about like trumpets mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff, like saxophones and stuff. But six to eight kids and there are, in just our class, there's like 90 20. 93 kids in band. Yeah. This, it's a large amount of students. Gosh. Well, the good thing is, like, about where we live, he could probably try to do, like, band outside Mm -hmm. most days. Yeah, he was saying that um, he could try to, we could try to do it in the gym, but Mm. if it's, like, rainy outside, then the actual gym class would have to come inside. Exactly. That would be a problem. Yeah. But he also said that we could play on the practice fields, Mm -hmm. which would probably be easiest because it's, you know, bigger than a small classroom and it's outside so you don't have to be as concerned about the distancing it gives you more space to just kind of move around wow okay yeah he hasn't made a firm decision yet but he 
thinks that we're probably well he said that don't don't uh to <laughs> he said to not bring your instruments on the first day because mm -hmm. he's not really sure how to how it's going to work yeah but i don't really have to worry about that because i'm not going back into school well not I'm, this quarter yeah no I'm so the plan is to you know home. um probably plan on going back next quarter Yay. yeah so um yeah that'll be interesting to watch also Ah, uh -huh. oh, moving along. Um, here was a bit of interesting news that was also shocking and crazy. Can't believe this is still happening to people. But um, a 25-year-old man fell off of a cliff at an Arizona park. Guess what he was doing? Um, cliff diving. On purpose? <laughs> <laughs> I said he fell off. What? Oh. He died. He's dead. <laughs> he fell to his death. Maybe I should have mentioned that part. No, he was trying to take a picture. It's not funny that it, he no, died. No, it's not. It's not. But it's also not like, like, dude, it's not surprising mm -hmm. in 2020 that somebody was like leaning, you know. Like there, I, there's an edge. <laughs> thank you. I don't know if he was trying to take a selfie, so I can't say that it was like vanity. But there have been plenty of people who have lost their entire lives like mm -hmm. trying to get a, a cool selfie the, the greatest why picture. though why it's okay if you if there's still like a foot and a half two feet three feet five feet mm -hmm. of the cliff <laughs> behind <laughs> you and you still get the picture i'm sure the picture's still amazing behind you don't you mean in front of you no, if you want to have like the scenery behind you, I'm sure he was trying to get like the clip, you know, the drop off you mean or whatever. Standing like three to five feet from the edge. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Not however close he was, which was inches, <laughs> millimeters, <laughs> centimeters. I don't know what it was. Too close. Mm -hmm. like because he felt like too so close that you can't determine um, fiction from reality. <laughs> fiction is. The part of the world that you thought was still there for you to step on <laughs> when in fact it was not there. Or that was your maybe imagination. Maybe it was cartoon logic where if you run off the cliff and you don't look down, you won't fall. And it's not there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, But then you, that you can also just run right back. Mm -hmm. No, sir. That's not how real life works. At all. I feel like a simple solution to this would be get a selfie stick and you get more of the background mm -hmm. in the photo without mm -hmm. having to stand on the literal edge. Or passing it to someone and saying, hey, can you take can a you picture Can you just take me? this picture? That's the easiest way. Or... And most people will say yes. Yeah. Or just being okay with, you know, the picture as it is. Do you know how many pictures I've seen of people just taking a picture in their rooms, in the kitchen, in the driveway, um, at the regular park, like down on <laughs> at, the, at, at the regular park? Yeah, at like um, <laughs> regular at sea level. I don't know what, like what um, the numbers are, but I'm a little sleepy. But, you know, not on a cliff, like regular altitude, bro. Hmm. People being. I also feel like you're 25 years old, like <laughs> mm. in 2020. It's been the new millennium basically all your life. Like why? Mm. Why? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, sorry to this man. Like, mm. 
like your family has to go through this now because you wanted a good picture Mm. bro come on ridiculous you can make better choices (sighs) definitely better and watch the edge i kind of feel like this may be is it a cultural thing because black people are always aware of our edges so then we're just aware of the edges of other things i don't know that is a a good question. I do notice myself like when I'm looking at other people's hairstyles, I tend to go I tend to look more at like their hairline and their edges. I'm like, oh, okay. That's nice. It's straight. Mm-hmm. It's nice and swooped or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it is a cultural thing. Maybe it I is. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe some people just pay attention to their surroundings and Possibly don't fall that. off cliffs. <laughs> and look to see, where am I about to put my foot? <laughs> I mean, that could also be it. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so the last thing before we take a little breakity break is um, (laughs) before we take a Kit Kat break, we don't even have any Kit Kats. I wish. It's okay. It's almost Halloween. So we're going to have plenty of like Halloween candy. Anyway, um, the last thing is that we were taking a drive on Saturday, a little, you know, just getting out, stretching out a bit. Um, We went to the Girl Scout shop. We did go to... Why are you whispering that? <laughs> I don't know. It's not a secret. I was, I was letting you know. So oh, you, you were say. reminding me. We went to the Girl okay. Scout shop yep. to pick up materials to kick off this new um, season, this season. new year of Girl Scouting. I'm a senior. I'm Yay. a senior Girl Scout. You made it. Hallelujah. So we did that. Now and I can then confuse people. They're like, oh my gosh, what grade are you in? I'm a senior. What? You're so tiny. I know. (laughs) It's perfect. So after we went there, why were we just driving around? Oh, just because. Just for the sheer because of it. So (laughs) For the sheer because of it. Yes, because it was a nice day. It was. And we just got out and, and took a little drive. So as we're coming back into town and we're recording this, recording ourselves because we have all these conversations in the car and (laughs) we've actually um pondered whether we should record those conversations and start posting those as like um podcast supplements Mm -hmm. (laughs) because really it it just goes like in so many different directions but anyway (laughs) so and then and we also get a chance to capture all these unexpected moments so the one that took place when we were heading back into town on this drive was that this daredevil thought when I was approaching an intersection and I mean, I was feet away from the intersection. Mm-hmm. This dude thought, and there was another car like approaching, like we had the green light. So there was me and then maybe 500 feet um, in the left lane next to me, but like 500 feet behind me was another car and we're rolling probably doing about 45 Mm. the speed limit is 40 so we were probably doing about 45 50. Mm -hmm. okay well 45 47 Uh somewhere along those lines (laughs) yeah this is a good solid green not many cars (laughs) rolling because the light was green and it was smoothly rolling a good firm green just and he said you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna gonna run this light (laughs) On my little, you know, it's a little scooter bike. You know, when people have bicycles, but they put a little motor on it. I don't know. That's what it was. It was like a bike. It looked like Clayton's speedy bike. 
Uh, yeah, I guess so. Like the scooty bike, (laughs) like a little electronic bike. But what this was actually was like a bicycle that someone just put a little motor on. So how does that work? That's crazy. I don't know. I mean, people can just build little motors out of stuff, tinkering. But that's not the point. (laughs) Not well, kind of because if he put that little motor on there, he should have been obeying the traffic laws. Yeah. But he bolted across four lanes of traffic. And then he like stopped in the middle of the lane. A little bit. He slowed down. Uh-huh. And he's like within feet of the front of my car. And we're kind of in a curve. So that cuts off my visibility. I didn't even see him until I was right up on him. And he just ran the light, came out, went on across. He made it, but barely. And it was a shocking moment. And we're not going to share that video because of my reaction to the, to the moment. <laughs> a little bit. Maybe we can censor it. <laughs> yes, it was, a, it was a natural and raw and real reaction to the fact that this man almost ended up under the grill of my car. So, uh, and it was in, ensnared in my experience. wheels. Yeah. So, um, and thank the Lord I wasn't, you know, looking down, trying to grab anything or mm-hmm. fix you know my collar or who knows what you know fixing my sunglasses looking at my phone looking doing anything radio. a second a split second and it would have gone a lot differently and i'm i'm glad that it didn't me too that would have been very traumatizing so then one or two days later we're coming back no that was se- the same day wasn't it no it wasn't Mm-mm. oh okay it was a couple it was about yeah. 10 15 minutes later <laughs> So that was Saturday, uh-huh. 10, 10 or 15 minutes later on Tuesday, <laughs> we were coming through that same intersection and saw one of the worst accidents I have seen in quite some time. Yeah. A collision between, it looked like a car and a bike. Yeah. But the car was so damaged. The car was so jacked up and there was no other car. There was no damage to anything, but there was a car on its side like under the wheels it looked like to me no it was a bike i mean that's what i meant it was i meant to say bike there was nothing else there there was no other thing that that car could possibly have gotten into a collision with it just was unimaginable to me and there was like the pieces and the parts of that car were just sprawled all over the road yeah um i didn't see anyone's body i mean of course we're trying to like move and get around the accident, uh, which at this point was taken up like two lanes. Two? Was it? I don't remember. Yeah, because there's a turn lane and then there's the two lanes oh, in which you yeah, go forward. It was... And so we had to divert ourselves, you know, All around. The lanes to the left. Yeah. So I was busy doing that because it came up sudden again, we're in that curve, and so the visibility is short. So by the time we get up there, I'm like, what the heck's going on? Like, why are all these people? Exactly. (laughs) All of a sudden, why are we stopping? So I'm focused on shifting myself out of the, you know, the lane where all the action is and getting into the proper lane. And then as, you know, things clear up and we get by and it had just happened like moments before we came through Mm -hmm. Um, because there's no police or ambulance on the scene and they clearly needed to be there. And we had driven driven through that intersection. Yeah, we had just come that way. And there was no accident. So it was recent. Yeah. Um, so I don't know for certain if it was the same bike. Um, it didn't look like it. Cause the first bike was black. And oh, okay. the one that was under the tires was blue. You sure? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. 
Like I said, I couldn't focus on that and keep us in the road, like, you know, as we're driving by. But um, it was I, it made me wonder how many people are really risking it like that to c- go across all these lanes. That's a busy road and a very busy intersection. That's like six lanes of yeah. traffic to cross. Yeah. Well, if you include the turn lanes, it's eight, six, seven. Eight. Yeah, it's eight. So during like a rush hour time or during a time when it's busy, mm-hmm. this that's dangerous. Very dangerous. I was going to say something else, but that seems insensitive now. But um, it's not a good idea. It's not. Like, pay attention to the road. Don't yeah. just go out blindly. Wait for your turn. And that's I why, think, like, the lights and stuff are there. Yeah, I think that what the people who are cutting across don't realize is that when you're coming down the road, how short that visibility is in that curve. Mm-hmm. So they don't realize that people just do not see you until they are right up on you. So you can't take it for granted that, oh, well, you know, they'll see me and they'll stop. Yeah, I got the right way. No, you don't. You really, really don't. That Gosh. light was red as a tomato. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. So to all of the bikers and daredevils out there, yeah. please be careful on the roads. Mm-hmm. Don't just go out blindly into traffic and trust other people to stop for you. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't happen. The same can be said for wearing your mask. Mm-hmm. Don't be a daredevil. Don't just trust that other people are going to stay inside if they have the coronavirus. Yeah. Don't take the risk. Protect and- <laughs> yourself. Protect others. Yes. Precisely. Don't go out blindly. Wear your mask. Stay safe. Stay alert. And whatever you do, don't die. Because if you die outside your game... You're terminated permanently. That's an excerpt from Wreck-It Ralph. You're welcome. Here it applies duty. perfectly. To, <laughs> it applies perfectly to this situation. I must say. Did you say duty? <laughs> one more. One more. <laughs> Why did the hero flush the toilet? Because it was his duty. And we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Bye. Hey, it's me. Have you decided how your election day is going to go? I mean, have you thought about it? Do you have the tools and information that you need to fully participate in the upcoming vote? Personally, I like to go to my state and county board of elections websites and have a good look at the candidates who are trying to get in the mix. I want to take a look at them, see where they stand, what their record of service is. And I want to know if the values they say they have align with their actions. I need to know about every single person on my ballot, from the president and the governor to who's trying to fill the seats on my school board. It's my civic duty, it's my responsibility to get it right. So, I know how my election day is going to go. Yes, it will be filled with anticipation because I need to know, you know, how it's going to turn out. Like, who's actually going to be in service? Who's going to be in these offices? But honestly, I'll probably also spend a lot of time taking my mind off of things by pinning 
recipes and decorations uh, for Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> uh, and that's because my boxes will be checked. My vote will be cast and I will know that I made the right choices for me. Do you want to be ready for this election? But maybe you're not sure where to start. Listen, listen, I'm going to give you my insider tip. It's Ballotpedia, okay? It's Ballotpedia. Visit Ballotpedia.org. Get the information you need to vote in your state, including registration requirements and deadlines. Those are coming up. Some of them might have passed already, but I mean, you may still have some time. Um, early and absentee voting, ID requirements and polling places, because some states are trying to get tricky with that stuff. And guess what? The most important thing is that you can view your ballot. You can see everyone that's on your ballot. It's way more than just the president. Okay. And you need to know before you step in that voting booth or before you get your ballot and just send it back in, you need to do some research. Ballotpedia is a reliable nonpartisan source providing content that is truly neutral, accurate, and verifiable. It's written by professional writers, researchers, and analysts. So let Ballotpedia help you decide how this election day is going to go. Okay? Okay. Bye. The Relationship Review Podcast has a new website. Visit us online at www.relationshipreviewpodcast.com. Find info on where to listen to our podcast and how to connect with us on social media. Be sure to join our email list and be the first to get exclusive news and updates about the show. And you can always email us with comments, questions, or topic suggestions at relationshipreviewpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Let's get back to the show. So tonight, we're doing the podcast a little bit later than usual. Yes. Because we wanted to take the time to watch the vice presidential debate. Mm -hmm. I think it was the right choice. I've got chills. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, it was emotional. It, it was a moment, <laughs> it was a moment. Actually, it's actually playing again right now. We have it um, muted mm -hmm. <laughs> and just watching their body, like body language and facial expressions is, it's another, it's a show within itself. <laughs> like, it is. <laughs> It's just a it's treat. It's very entertaining. It's, it is extremely entertaining. Um, I'm going to wait for um, my favorite moments. One of them has already passed. Uh, most of them have to do with Kamala and her facial expressions. <laughs> it's, it's just all I can say. But um, let's let's just start with our just initial responses. What did you think about this vice presidential debate 2020? Well, um... I think that Kamala Harris did a wonderful job. I think she really, she went up there, she said what she needed to say, and she killed it. <laughs> Point blank, period. 
I have to agree with you. I will actually say, you know, I am trying to be as balanced as I can. Mm-hmm. I will. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm looking at it and I just, it, it, oh my God. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, is the fly there? No, the, the fly's not there. Um, their facial expressions, oh. like as the other person is talking, are just rich. Okay, yeah. just rich. I am trying to be balanced, and I will say that when the debate began, I thought, you know what? This is the behavior of politicians. Mm-hmm. These are two people who are experienced in debate. They know how to perform, um, how to answer to the topic. That's how it started. It didn't stay that way, uh-huh. but... They know how to answer to the topic and they know how to do it in a respectable manner. They seem to be, you know, respecting the moderator. One of them went astray as time went on. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and then what the other of them had to then start to assert herself and say, excuse me, um, I'm going to respond to that. I want the same amount of time uh-huh. that he took. <laughs> Um, when, excuse me, I'm speaking. Yes. So, um, I have to say it was, I, this is the debate that I was looking forward to the entire time. As soon as Biden announced who his running mate would be, mm-hmm. it didn't disappoint me. I was not disappointed. <laughs> um, I watched a lot of He's the so responses. <laughs> well, I mean, she she came for him, you know, it, it was not easy. And I didn't think he expected it to be easy either. Um, I watched a lot of the responses. We both did the mm-hmm. responses on C-SPAN. So I, I like to watch the debates on C-SPAN because you don't have all the interference of the commentary um, the or the, yeah, the, for, well, the commercials and then the voice of whatever news outlet you're watching it from. They will put their spin on it. So if it's a conservative news outlet, they're going to spin it from a conservative perspective. If it's a more liberal or moderate outlet, they're going to spin it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, the the guests that they have on will um, give their commentary from whatever viewpoint they have. C-SPAN is just like, you know, we're yeah, going to show it, it to like you. It <laughs> and then, well, what do you think? <laughs> so... Yeah, like they, they just have, have yes. Numbers. So they just have people. Whoever watched it on the station can call and be like, "Well, I, you know, I think I'm going to vote for Trump, and here's what I liked or didn't like." And then if you support Biden Harris, you can call that number and say what you liked or didn't like. And if you're undecided, you have a number to call. And so I just feel like it's a more balanced representation of what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Um. And every single time, like no matter what event it is, um, every single time it feels like everybody in America watched three different events. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> it, it's like, what, how, what did you see? Like, how did you, there were people who called in who were like, well, Kamala was so aggressive and she was so arrogant mm-hmm. and she just kept interrupting and she never let Pence get a word out edgewise. What? 
And then there were people who were like, you know, um, Pence was uh, evasive and he never answered the questions. And, um, you know, he he just was telling lies the entire time. And he he didn't answer this. and He didn't answer that. And then there were people who were like, you know, I don't know. I thought this was going to help me make up my mind. And I still don't know what I'm going to do. Um, there is like 25 minutes until it's time for you. <laughs> no, it's 27 minutes. Mom. Oh, OK. <laughs> until it's time for you to make a decision and get in there and vote. Like you've had three years to watch what's been going on. Mm-hmm. What what do you think is going to change for you in the next 27 days? Honestly. So, you know, it's less than a month. Yeah. So like hearing all the different perspectives from just regular people across the nation is very interesting. And that that's the kind of feedback that I like. I don't I don't need to hear commentators tell me what my opinion is, Uh you know. So, Um, yeah, C-SPAN is a a great place to watch mm -hmm. political events. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if they do this on other stations. I mean, I would hope they do. But C-SPAN posts the question so that you can, <laughs> you can at least know what the moderator did ask. Uh-huh. Um, know because what they asked and then know how the people are responding. Exactly. By the time they get, you know, 25, 30 seconds into the response, a lot of times it's so far from what the was point. actually asked <laughs> so that you're that. like, huh? But sometimes they manage to bring it back around. Uh-huh. Um, I felt that Kamala was more successful at doing that yes. because sometimes she started answering a question and I was like, girl, what? Are you what? About? That has n- absolutely nothing to do with. Uh-huh. But then by the time her two minutes are over, she circled back around and she'll yeah. be like, and that's why it's like how you answer an essay. Like, you know, open ended question. Exactly. Like when you, um, <laughs> if you are, uh, answering your essay questions on your English assignments or whatever, you can't just answer the question directly. Mm-hmm. If it's going to be, you know, a 500 word response, you got to mm-hmm. add some stuff in there. So I feel like she did that very well. Yeah. And, but one thing I did notice with Pence is that he would use his time, like for certain questions and he would be like, actually, I'm just going to circle back and talk about <laughs> yeah. the last question that you asked. Yeah. And even though Susan, oh, first of all, Susan. Susan. Girl. Susan. Susan. Susan, Susan, Susan. I had high hopes for Susan. I really did. Anyway, um, I'm going <laughs> to leave that there. Because she did her best. Uh, and maybe she w- she wanted to do what I was doing from home, which was to be like, Sh- I said your time is up. Shut it zip it I said no stop talking but you know I mean she's she's got a job to do and she had to do it in a particular way um I would have brought my cowbell oh when I ring the cowbell your time is up I feel like that's what they should do for the next presidential debate just just shake the cowbell so what I have here is I have a cowbell (laughs) when your two minutes are up I'm going to ring this cowbell in your face no no because of COVID (laughs) (laughs) and I will continue to ring this cowbell until you are finished speaking Mm -hmm. ringling (laughs) and I'm looking at you Mr. President (laughs) yes Um, two minutes uninterrupted and I think that people are going to perceive how this one went 
as like more civil and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a much better form, like much better form and fashion to this debate because they weren't yelling and because they weren't belligerent <laughs> like uh, the performance of the man baby um, <laughs> in the first debate. But the truth is, it was just as ridiculous because mm-hmm. Piz especially <laughs> would be like, well, Susan, um, this is important well, and I want to go Susan, ahead. Thank you for asking me this question. Um, well, Susan, the answer that I need to say <laughs> is really important. And Susan, this is really <coughs> vice president, Susan. vice president. I need to go ahead and turn, cut Susan. you off. Your time <laughs> is up. Your two minutes are it up. It sounded like he was going to at, at any point, he was going to get down on one knee and propose. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, like he was throwing the charm Susan. in, but the, the real deal <laughs> is that he was still interrupting, uh-huh. going over his time. So it really wasn't different. Mm-mm. It really wasn't, um, you know, it was just, I guess, a little more mannerable yes. uh, in the in the approach. Because I did notice in the I think it's because they're both they're they're you know, they're both they both have been in politics. Yes. Um, but for the presidential debates like Joe, he has been in politics before. Mm-hmm. But Trump, I don't know. He just has a whole bunch of hotels. So, <laughs> so he, I feel like he didn't really have a grasp of what was happening. Yeah. So when, you know, the moderator said two minutes uninterrupted, he thought. It meant interrupt, interrupt, interrupt. Yes. <laughs> he thought, oh, so I can just say what I want whenever yeah. I want to. And the rules are that they are never supposed to address each other. Uh-huh. They're only supposed to talk to the moderator. No one follows that rule. Ne- Just no never. one. Some moderators are better about being a stickler about that. Uh-huh. And they'll remind them, you know, I remind you, ma'am. I remind you, sir. Please only address your answers to me. And, you know, it'll, they'll wrangle them and get them back uh-huh. in line. It takes a personality. It has to take a person whose personality matches like ounce for ounce. Like, I think you would be a good moderator. I have uh, moderated debates before, and I have to say, you, you, I <laughs> think you would have to practice wrangling in your speech. <laughs> how you, but how you, know, you speak? <laughs> <laughs> what I would have to wrangle in is my facial expressions. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> you'd have to be good at keeping a stone face. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would be good for that. I'm very good at not showing emotion. I think mm-hmm. in certain situations, I can just, uh huh, mm-hmm. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I also have to work on um, my expressions when people are answering the questions mm-hmm. because I feel as though that was one of the things that both of them needed to work on. <laughs> they were really, they could not play poker with each other at all. <laughs> Especially Kamala, I would have to say. Yes. Um, or pins, like they, they either one of them. They very telling faces. Oh gosh. But I think they might have been like putting that show on. Like they knew the world was watching. They wanted the people who were showing up for them to see, (laughs) you know, like, oh, my disgust. This is exactly what I think. Oh, can you believe it? I am just, you know, like they were really acting it out with their faces, you know. Um, But the moderator cannot and should not do that. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Is there like a class you have to go to or something? To be a moderator? Uh-huh. Well, if you're in debate club, they teach you like all those things to give you all those pointers and tips. Um, but I mean, I don't know if there's like an actual class. But um, I think it's I think it's good for uh, students to take debate and learn how to defend your position uh, when you're writing papers to write like uh, in a persuasive style, uh-huh. um, you know, defend your your topic. Yeah, that's defend usually, your position. That's usually the type of essays we would write in mm-hmm. uh, elementary school when yeah. I was in IG. A, uh, mm. AIG. <laughs> IGA. That's a grocery store. That's a grocery store. <laughs> no, not when I was in the grocery store. Okay. Uh, my elementary grocery store. No. no. <laughs> when I was in AIG in elementary school, yeah. uh, my, uh, my AIG teacher, she would have us write persuasive essays. Mm-hmm. So she would have topics for us to choose from. And she would like, no one can do the same topic. So she mm-hmm. would have like several topics and there were only like 15 of us. So she'd have like 20 topics. Mm-hmm. She'd like, each of you can only choose one. And we would all choose one. And then we'd write our persuasive essays. Mm-hmm. I did mine on Thomas Edison, I think. Oh, for or against. Um, and this was before Hamilton. So that's, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, uh, <sighs> Thomas Edison wasn't in Hamilton, Mom. Thomas Edison. Oh, oh. Thomas, Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson, right. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Edison, uh, I think it was really about like... Well, I don't know. I mean, I, don't I have opinions about, about Thomas Edison. I'm going to keep them to myself at this time. <laughs> anyway, though. But uh, I think I was against... I don't remember exactly. I would have to pull it up and look at it again. Mm-hmm. But... We would like practice writing persuasive essays. We yeah. would like practice defending our ideas. Like if we had an opposing idea to a classmate, our teacher would be like, well, why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Why did, do you think the other person feels the way they feel? Do you think you could explain it from their point of view? Is there anything that you don't fully understand? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like... um. One time we were talking about, I don't remember which law thing this was, this was from, but it was like, um, all men are created equal. And our AIG teacher said, raise your hand if you think that's true. And I didn't raise my hand. Everyone else raised their hand and I did not. And, and uh, the teacher, she was like, Colby, why aren't you raising your hand? And I said, well, I don't think just men are created equal. I think that men, women, children, everybody who lives in America and under this constitution or government or whatever is created equally and should be treated as such. And she was like, I see how you interpreted that. That's wonderful. But Mm -hmm. she said that um, men stood for like mankind or whatever. Uh, so I think that's not, a modernization. Yeah. Uh, yes. But I, but I like where she was going with it. I don't think she wanted to get too political. I, yes. I believe that. The fourth yes. Class. <laughs> but I believe that that is correct. But yeah. you know, that was the sort of thing that she did with us. Mm-hmm. She made us explain why we thought things and not just, Oh, well you think this. And so that's okay. Mm-hmm. She made us explain it so we could understand 
our viewpoint and also the other person's viewpoint, yeah. which I thought was really cool. I really like her. And I believe that is important for all people to experience. Because mm-hmm. um, it's one thing to say, well, I believe this. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I did it in that voice. I don't know. It's one thing to say, well, I believe that this is the way. Uh-huh. But then if someone just says to you simply, what? why? Mm-hmm. Because. Yeah, I think some people, that's not some people are very confrontational about it. Very much but so. But other people are just genuinely curious mm-hmm. about your standpoint. Yeah. Like some people be like, debate me. Mm-hmm. And that seems very confrontational. Yeah. But, you know, people who ask questions, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. that's more, I don't know, I guess relaxing, sort of. Mm-hmm. It's not as upfront in your face. Because yeah. if it's not okay to just discuss, then it makes me think there's something up mm-hmm. with, like, you and your viewpoint, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we just discuss it? Why you got to get all it weird seems... about it? Like, just chill. Yeah. I see a lot of it happening, of course, online. Uh, yes. Screens <sighs> like can today, make very. Yes. Like before, as I was like, um, you know, sharing opinions about this debate as it was happening, I'm seeing people commenting on stuff and um, a person that I'm friends with on one uh, platform just posted one sentence or something. Or maybe like a couple of lines. I don't know. But something very simple. Like a very simple statement. And this other person typed three chapters (laughs) of a response (laughs) that was, first of all, like kind of bullying. Like, why would you ever believe that this, this, that or the other? It was all political. Um like oh everybody should know better than this this that 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 and this and that and um such and such and such and such and i'm like dang do you really (laughs) think that that's the way Mm -hmm. like what you're saying is abrasive and offensive and that's not a defense of your stance that's an attack on another person for where they are there are better ways to defend your point of view there's every other way like (laughs) literally every other way your college essay is not the way your three chapters of your unpublished book is not the way (laughs) and that's the thing like usually when people have that much to say about it are these even your ideals Mm mm-hmm or is this something that you just got from somebody? You know? And it's and it's all your thing. Like people are always saying, "Oh, well, where's the evidence?" Or, "Well, where'd you get that?" Or, "Can you cite your source?" Or whatever. Mm-hmm. But most of these people online don't have a source. They're just, you know, they're just talking mm-hmm. about what they think they know or what they want to believe they know. Uh-huh. But, you know, these are the same people who say, oh, well, what's your source? Well, what's your source? Mm -hmm. Do you have a source for all of that, you know, mess that you're spitting out? Because it just looks like a whole bunch of crap to me. Excuse my French. That if it's me, if it's my um, comments that you're posting that in, I'm just going to delete it. (laughs) Like, first of all, I'm not going to read all that. (laughs) And second of all, 
I don't need you like clouding up my social online aura Mm -hmm. with all of it. I'm just clicking delete and then I'm probably blocking you like bye. Because at this point in my life, like I'm deeply set (laughs) into what it is that, you know, my beliefs are. And if they're changing about something, that's not the way. But then also, like, I agree with the you should just like delete it because there's no reason for, you know, any of that to cloud your judgment or Mm -hmm. your social space. But I've seen in several like influencers online who will delete like hateful comments like that, that that same person will come back and say some stuff like, well, you see how they deleted it. Well, that's just because you can't, you know, take what I got to say or whatever. Um, it's, it's ridiculous yeah, how it people is. are so and, and that just confirms for me that your approach is off. There's something off about it. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you never took the <laughs> persuasive uh, argument class. Like <laughs> you, you never learned to defend your stance. And so you don't know how to properly do it. You don't know that bullying tactics are not the way. To get someone to see your point of view. Mm-hmm. This is not a point of view. This is an attack. No one wants to listen to bullies. I won't. <laughs> so that's what block is for. <laughs> um, so anyway. Um, what was your best moment? or like a fa- Did you have a fave moment from this debate? The fly. The what? The fly. <laughs> Would you care to elaborate? That landed on Mike Pence's head during the debate. The fly won. (laughs) The fly won. Just the entire debate. Uh, We're looking for a winner. That's it. It was. The fly deserves to be vice president. The fly 2020. (laughs) The fly 2020. That's going to start appearing everywhere now. I think so. Like I went. On to um no 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 on C-SPAN they were showing someone's t- Twitter I didn't go onto Twitter C-SPAN went onto Twitter <laughs> and they showed like somebody already had um started making like art uh-huh. like immediately as soon as the debate Signs, was over like signage art like gifts like all kinds of stuff about this fly that just took over and immediately went viral <laughs> that was insane gotta love the fly also while we were talking about edges before um i just want to point out that mike pence has like impeccable edges like somebody really <laughs> lined him up i don't know if his hairline is just like receding in this way or if somebody lined, he's a well, nice he's haircut. Balding in the back. But Is he balding? Yes. Oh, I missed it. He's got a bald <laughs> in the back of his head. Oh, okay. But the front looks. But his all front right. edges, I mean, he got some big ears. It's kind of offsetting, but you know, I think your ears never stop growing. They don't. Your That's ears and your nose. That makes me feel. I'm not really worried about my nose. My nose is smallish mm-hmm. so i guess it's got some some way to go to, to go. Mm-hmm. I could just get plastic surgery if I'm really concerned about it. Yeah. But you can't really get plastic surgery on your ears. I could just wear my hair down. Yeah, do that. I yeah. feel that's what a lot of people do. They mm. just wear their hair down. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you should wear it up. So then if you do like have your hair back, then it won't look strange. Mm-hmm. And people aren't going to comment like, wow, your ears are bigger than I thought they were. Who's pe- going to say that to me when I'm 75? People get some nerve. You know who has a lot of nerve? 
women in their 70s. <laughs> I just feel like... <laughs> I just feel like I won't be worried about it, like in, in real you life. Pro- you probably won't. I probably won't. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say his edges are like really on fleek. Like somebody really, it looks like he has a, a, a lace front. You remember Jamie Foxx? In, um, in, in the new. The little Annie. The new the new Annie. Of Annie. Yeah. yeah. And he had that like, that really nice like lace front wig. He, he set it on his little head in the bathroom yeah. while he was washing his That's what Mike Pence hair looks like. Because look, look in the little corners right there. It looks like that's oh, he, some lace. He he plucked the edges. Like he plucked the yes, yeah, like he plucked he the plucked little part it. out. Oh my goodness. He had some people gelled and yes, gelled it down. They it gelled it down and smoothed it out and got his edges together. Mike. Oh, she just did it again. We're oh, like, like I'm speaking. Uh yes. I'm, I'm speaking. speaking. Oh, that was that was one of my favorite moments. When she's talking about oh, let's talk about history. Was when Kamala had to oh, <laughs> the history lesson for Mike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um <laughs> for mike in america um she was like i'm speaking i'm speaking when she had to uh shift from not only being a senator and a vice presidential candidate but also being the moderator of the debate <laughs> and take over and apply some classroom management <laughs> and say i'm i'm speaking i'm speaking okay that, that's why <laughs> uh I feel like and talk to him like he was a little boy. <laughs> I feel like in these sorts of debates, you should have to raise your hand or raise something, because mm-hmm. so, you shouldn't be allowed to just interrupt people. Like that's basic. That's basic courtesy. You don't just interrupt people yeah. when they're talking. You have some sort of signal to let them know that you want to speak, or you just wait until they're done. Can I with tell you something? Point. Yes. That is one of the things that got under my skin and on top of my nerves (laughs) when I was on PTA Uh and when I was PTA president. Um, It would be my responsibility to get like the the meeting started, to introduce speakers, to, you know, have this group of people come together so that we could have this meeting and the parents would be worse than the children. Mm-hmm. Parents come into the auditorium. They're, well, the cafetorium. They're sitting down and just chatting with each other. Mm-hmm. This is not social hour. This is time for you to come in here, put your butts in the seat, <laughs> and turn your lips off. Like, I felt like I had to talk to them like it was classroom time. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me tell y'all something. Let me give you a little <laughs> heads up. Don't be mad at your kids when you get these progress reports home. And they have a little note at the bottom saying, little Johnny, little Susie can't keep their mouths shut in the classroom. (laughs) Every day when they come in here, they want to chit and chat with their little friends who are sitting beside them at the desk. They like to chitter and chatter. They like to talk. They can't shut up. But guess what? In this classroom, we're not squirrels. We're not chipmunks. We don't chitter chatter all the time. We shut our mouths. (laughs) In this cafetorium, guess who they get it from? You. (laughs) Mama, <laughs> you, Papa, they get it from y'all. Okay, mm-hmm. they learn it by watching you. So, how do you expect the you know presidential candidates or vice presidential candidates to follow rules that you can't follow? That's, that's crazy. A, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so what do you think were the what was the worst moment of the debate? Um. Um. Probably. 
when uh so like the moderator would ask the questions right and sometimes they just wouldn't answer the question like a lot of the times with pence he would you know the susan would ask a question and he would be like susan that's a great question but i'm going to <laughs> i'm going to I'm gonna use go my time and, and go back I just want to address something that you said three minutes ago. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just want to talk about that. Yeah, that was kind of annoying. Actually, that is something that a lot of the people who called in to C-SPAN, the C-SPAN show? I don't know. C-SPAN Network. Well, yeah, but it was like the post-debate show. Into the (laughs) C-SPAN. People that called in, that was like one of the things that they said was... um, on both sides, for both lines, the Biden-Harris line and the Trump-Pence line, was that they just didn't answer the questions. Mm-hmm. But I think it comes back to that whole, like, you have to be watching what the question is and paying attention to how they circle back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if they have two minutes to answer and they spend one minute and 50 seconds circling back to something else or coming around and then they actually scoot the answer in there or say some semblance of the answer in that last like three to five seconds, technically they gave an answer Mm -hmm. politically, you know, they gave an answer, but you were, you wanted, or you had the expectation that they would spend that whole two minutes answering the question. That's just not what they did. So um, probably it'll take going back and watching the debate a couple of times, mm-hmm. taking notes to like a fully <laughs> to, assess, yeah, actually yeah, get the answers, what actually took place. So the worst part of the debate for me, I would have to say, um, was Susan. <laughs> Susan. <laughs> because several times throughout the entire, um, Fandango, I just lifted my hands toward heaven and <laughs> hollered out Susan <laughs> because I wanted her to do her Both job of us. We were yes just like, Susan like Susan what you doing girl Susan Susan like this is <laughs> Susan it's you you're on Susan. Don't, don't let Pence walk all over you it's girl. time yeah it's time for you to moderate that you're the moderator it's time for you to do your job and it irked me so badly that she would be saying, well, Mr. Vice President, you've had your two minutes to answer the question. Well, she was talking a little bit. But girl, it can't take you nine years to get out (laughs) your protest to him. And then meanwhile, he's like, well, yes, Susan, you do make a fair point. But let me just say, um, Senator Harris mentioned the blah, 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 blah. And by the time you finished saying all that stuff, Susan, he didn't already answered the question or already like made his point. I just, he would be like, I just lost my words. Never mind. Keep going. Okay. I just wanted her to be both these moderators, Susan and Chris from last week. Mm -hmm. I just last week, girl, it was just a week ago. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that like a song? Yep. (laughs) I just wanted them both to do differently. I have a different expectation of having command. And I expected moderators in a presidential debate to have command. And they just didn't. 
So. Well, hardly anyone lives up to your expectations. Mom. No, that's not the truth. I've seen, <laughs> shut your face. I've seen um, debates in the past that have been well moderated. That's all I can say. Mm. Um, so, there's 20. Oh, and can I say, mm. Pence was looking like thick. With several C's when he stood up from behind that desk. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what, you know, maybe it's the, that it's COVID. a little bit boxy. The COVID-15. I don't know, but um, <laughs> he was looking, he was filling that suit out. That's all I can say. Uh, he has looked slimmer mm-hmm. in the past. I think he might be hanging out with his um, Prez bow a little bit too much. Prez bro. Prez bro. His, I, his president, bro. I, mm, no, it's not working. No. Um, <laughs> his homie, his homie Trump. I think that he's been letting Trump um, order him too many Big Macs and like KFC buckets <laughs> and stuff. That's not the way that Pence, you know, eats. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's been trying. He was trying to like eat right and be fit and take care of himself. And yeah, it's it, hard to do when you're around people who, yeah. Don't have a diet. <laughs> yeah. He got a donk. Like, it's it's back there. <laughs> I just, hmm. Okay, Pence, you need to watch that, okay, sir? Why are you trying to idolize the president? I don't do everything he does. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, now we've there's 27 days. 27 actual days. By the time we finish this podcast, it's going to be 25 days until the election. 25? <laughs> I'm just talking about how quickly time is moving (laughs) and how long it's taken us to pull this together. Um, It'll be here in a few minutes. Um, I think the last day to register to vote is coming up in many states. If it hasn't already passed, like people really need to check that. Kamala mentioned going to like I vote. Is it I vote dot dot com or I vote dot org or I think it's I vote dot org. I want to vote. I'm going to vote. <laughs> Let's go vote. <laughs> I don't know what it I was. I think it was iVote.org. Okay, it might have been. If not, I mean, you can check out Ballotpedia, whatever. If you're not registered by now. What like, are you doing? You know, it's okay. Because things happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Schedules get tight. Sometimes people think they're registered. And because of all this crazy backwards and forwards suppression mess, um, things happen. Last time I went to actually cast my vote, like in the spring before, uh, it was before we had all these uh, shutdowns and stuff that we had a vote, like a small vote here. It was like a two item thing on the ballot. I remember. And yeah, and I walked in with your brother. He voted quite easily, mm-hmm. but because somebody at the board of elections decided that they would adjust my name, um, <laughs> Anyway, they adjusted my name and Did they spell it wrong or something. No, um, they just they changed it oh. and changed how it's listed oh. since because we moved. Oh, right. So they changed how it's listed, even though nothing about anything about me has changed since I've been registered as a voter here. And it caused a holdup, even though I voted at that location before. I like it just that. it caused a, a little holdup and um I'm sitting here thinking what the H is going on. And it took like 25 minutes for them to get it sorted out. 
But if I had been in a hurry, if I had been frustrated, if I had been like unsure of my status as a voter, I might have been like, you know, letting them tell me or, you know, going along with it when they were telling me, well, what you're going to have to do is contact the board of I'm not con- girl. I'm not leaving here to go contact anybody on election day. I don't care if it's a small election. I don't care if it's just a local election. I am registered to vote. I am here to vote. I am going to vote. You are hired as a poll worker. You're going to sort it out. Get it done. Give me my ballot in that order now. And so I just sat back and was like, well, you know, I'm not in a rush. Whenever you get it sorted is when it'll be sorted. Well, well, let me see if I can get someone to help me. I'll have to pull them away from what they're doing. Okay. Well, as long as you know what you have to do, (laughs) go ahead and do it then. You know, it's always Sally and Jane and uh, (laughs) Meredith or whoever. All these old retirees. Peter there as well. Yes, Peter is the one who helped me, um, who actually got it going. He was like, oh, all they had to do was this, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, girl, how many other people have you actually turned away up out of here? When all it was was a simple, you know, clerical thing. He was our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Get it? I do. Get it. <laughs> I, I actually do. Uh, I'm so funny. <clears throat> but anyway, and that's the other thing. What, you know, you're registered. You have all your ducks in a row. You got everything together. Then when you actually make it up there to that, to the little table, do not let these people tell you some mess get you frustrated, get you upset, excuse me, and turn you back around out of there. Do not leave out of there until you vote. If it's not working, ask for a provisional ballot. You know, we, it's not like, what's a provisional ballot? Um, they don't have to, uh, have like all your registration information, uh, all, you know, the ducks in a row and issue you a ballot with your voter number or whatever because I think they have to put like a at least here they have to put scan your voter your your ballot that they issue you they have Uh to scan that in and like track you through or whatever you can just ask for a a provisional ballot which means that you just have to like fill it in and then they basically have to mark the ballot as one that you know um had like special circumstances or whatever that they have to figure it out later so figure it out later. Like it's not the biggest deal. Do not get to the polls and let anything happen that you turn around and you leave there without voting. That's that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's early voting in your state, early vote. If there's absentee, if you can still get an absentee ballot and you haven't done it, get the absentee ballot. A lot of the places have... Uh, one stop voting where you can register and vote on the same day during early voting. Do that. There's so many options. Take advantage of them. Do whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. If you're undecided, please start looking up these candidates. Every candidate that's on the ticket, Mm -hmm. see what they're talking about. Um, Look up what their actual platform is. Don't leave it to, just watching these debates, the debates are really silly because they mm-hmm. only cover like a few topics in a short amount of time. Uh-huh. You really need to spend some actual time reading what the platform is and seeing what it is that they're talking about. Visit their websites. Hmm. Hmm. Were you about oh, to say nothing. something? Oh, okay. 
Yeah, visit their websites, do some research, spend some time with it. There's only like 26 days, but there's 26 days. Like, spend some time with it. We only go to the polls maybe twice a year. So it's not like everybody's in practice and, you know, this is something that we do all the time. It's mm-hmm. like making the dressing on Thanksgiving. If you're only making it once a year, you might not be doing it that well, sis. There <laughs> might be a reason that people are walking past your, your dressing. Okay. <laughs> So that means you might need to practice making that dressing before you put it out in front of folks. (laughs) Same thing with voting. You might need to brush up on your skills a little bit before you try to walk into the polls. Anyway, the last thing is do not be deterred by people out here going completely berserk and sane. Like that man we saw with the Dollar Tree truck. Oh, yes. Where he he put. It's not scotch tape. He put the painter's tape all over his car. It was painter's tape. And not even like high quality duct tape. It was the blue, the blue painter's tape that everybody's got some roll of in their house. Oh my God. It's saying ridiculous things. Like what, what was. He covered the sides and the back of his truck with it and then took a cheap Sharpie <laughs> and then like wrote <laughs> messages all over the tape. Um, one was said, don't, it was said, this is late. Okay. <laughs> one little message said, don't trust the demon <laughs> Another one said masks are for criminals. Uh, yes. Another one said something like, um, Trump is saving the economy. Yeah. Just very just random, you know, things like that. The interesting thing was I had just been in the store with this man. It was a dollar tree. So I was going in there to get like, um, this little tool for pushing back my cuticles. <laughs> I usually get like little stuff like that for doing my nails because it's dollar and mm-hmm. why not? And sometimes they are surprisingly good quality. Yes. It was a bit like every so often you look up and you get something that's amazing quality. This man was actually in there buying groceries. his literal groceries, <laughs> his literal groceries. And I mean, there's a lot of people who have to because of the state of the economy depend on stores like you know the dollar tree family dollar dollar general to you know supplement their groceries and buy their groceries from there it was just interesting to me to walk out of the store and i noticed that he didn't have a mask on um as i went into a different checkout line i think i just did it subconsciously because i didn't really fully grasp the situation until i came out to the car and you guys were like oh this guy just happy about not wearing his mask because he came out smiling Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I wasn't even paying him any attention. And then we noticed him get into his truck where he is like praising this great job that this president is doing, particularly with the economy. Mm. But sir, (laughs) like his truck wasn't in great condition. Let's just say that. I don't like people who make like politics their like whole life. Like politics like isn't me? your personality. No, I mean like <laughs> who've just got like political things oh, hanging yeah. up all over their walls. They've got like yeah. clothing, flags, like all that is just so unnecessary yeah. to me. And the thing was, like we were saying before, his messaging was like purposely offensive. Like he mm-hmm. was trying to be um, controversial and trying to write things, you know, on the truck that would be hurtful to other people so don't be an instigator yeah don't 
just you know do that stuff to get aroused out of somebody yeah because it's it's not funny and it's not entertaining yeah oh and then the other thing was child's lives matter oh yes matters or something like that mm-hmm. and it was just it actually seeing the way that he had done all this stuff on his truck made me empathetic for him uh-huh. it made me feel like you know jeez. like he, I, he didn't look like a reader yeah <clears throat> He looks like a person who's doing the best that he can. Mm. Yeah. And so then also like maybe those views that he has aren't ones that he came to on his own. Mm -hmm. But that's not for me to say. Right. You know, I don't know. Anyway, so that's it. It's going to be I think it's going to be an interesting 25 or 26 days. But I'm going to try to make a pledge that Mm -hmm. we don't have to focus on politics going forward i want to find everything else in the world to talk about mm-hmm. that's not <laughs> that's not politics. politics because funnily enough though you may not believe us this is not the political review it's not this is the relationship review <laughs> and just for the past two episodes we've mm-hmm. been talking about our well, relationship with politics that's right that's right bring it on in girl bring it because on in. you know relationships are everywhere Everything Just like Kamala said in yeah. the, the she did say it at the beginning of the debate. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. No, it was at the end. Was it the end? Uh-huh. Oh, when she was talking to the little girl? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was a cute little moment. It's a nice yeah. way to end it. And this is a nice way to end this. You guys have a fantastic week. Stay safe. S- stay alert. Stay alive. And whatever you do, don't die. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I like stay awake. Stay alert. Stay alive. You know what? <laughs> Bye. Stay in the line. Stay in the line. Oh. The Relationship Review Podcast was created by me, Edison, a mom looking for a way to connect with my daughter and co-host, Coco. The Relationship Review is an independent podcast and a member of Black Pod Collective. If you like our podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes and recommend it to a friend. Thank you for your support. Bye.